Hey Charmers, welcome into another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come on in, grab you something sexy to drink, infuse water, your wines, get some libations going and flowing, and take a second to breathe with me and get grounded before uh, we come on in and, well, I guess you do need to kick off your shoes and relax your feet to come on in, come on in. It's time to get centered. It's time to get grounded. Let's take some deep, deep, deep belly breaths before we get into this really juicy good work today in today's episode. So wherever you are, gather yourself Collect yourself, close your eyes, stand still, sit down. I'm sitting down. Wiggle those toes around and just remind yourself that you are present in this moment. You are present in this moment and taking a deep breath. Fill up that belly, fill up that belly, expand it, expand it, expand it, expand it, expand it, and exhale. Again. Ooh, I feel the need to shake it out. Shake your hands, shake your shoulders, shake it out. Here we go with our second breath in. Remember, expand that belly, expand that belly, expand that belly, and hold. One, two, three, exhale. Ah. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Mm, feels good. Here we get ready for that big breath number three. And I really want you this time around to really expand the belly. Fill up. Imagine you have a tank and you're filling your air tank up, starting from your feet and scanning all the way up through the crown of your head. We haven't started breathing yet. We're just listening right now. And if you find yourself as you're scanning your body from the crown of your head to the toes of your feet, or like I like to do it in reverse, I like to start at my feet and breathe. I imagine my body breathing, scanning myself all the way up through the top of my head, your crown chakra, as some people call it. As I'm imagining breathing through all those energy fields and centers, if there is a blockage anywhere, like let's say you can't move past your heart, you know, your eyes, your mind, as your eyes are closed, your mind can't move past your heart, then that might be a blockage or your eyes can't move past your stomach, then that may be a blockage. And you should have a pen and paper somewhere nearby and just make a note of it so that you can go back and ask what's blocking me. Or maybe right now in this moment, let's do a breath 3.A, <laughs> not the full third breath, but I'm being guided in this moment to help you work through whatever that blockage is so that we can really get into a good conversation that you're able to receive. So go ahead and scan your body now and breathe. As you scan, start at your toes and work yourself up through your ankles, your knees, your beautiful, sexy thighs, them sexy hip bones, that yummy P-U-S-S-Y. Some of you have stopped already, okay? <laughs> you need to acknowledge what is that? What is that energy blockage? And something will come to your mind when you ask yourself that question. The rest of you keep going through the ovaries, through the abdomen area, your lower abdomen. Come on up through the solar plexus, the upper abdomen. 
come on up. I can feel some of you getting tight as it gets to the heart area. You need to ask yourself that question. What is blocking me? For some of you, it was the solar plexus. What is blocking me? Ask yourself that question. Come on up and move. For those of you who were found that easy, move on up to the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Yep, I hear the question. Uh-oh, what's blocking me? Some of you got tight right there. Move on up, move on up, move on up. Mm, into the third eye and moving past that into the crown. And don't stop at the crown. Expand past the crown. Your aura and your energy is actually your energy field of your physical body is beyond your physical uh, temple. So go beyond your brain. Extend that breath up and out. And you should be able to do that with flow. If not, if you had a Tin Man experience where you're saying, oil, oil, <laughs> because something was stuck, just simply ask yourself that question, what's blocking me? What's blocking me? Yesterday, I uh, had an experience I'll share now before we hit that third breath. So this is giving you time to really ask yourself that question. What's blocking me? Okay. Take some time to really ask yourself. Scan again. Scan again and ask yourself. Yesterday, I was actually brushing my teeth in the bathroom. And my mind landed on my grandmother, my dad's mother that recently uh, passed away in 2020 and a couple years ago. And um, I love her, miss her so much. And my mind landed on her and I so vividly in um, some people would say my third eye, I would say in my spirit, my spirit vision, I so easily saw her standing there next to me and not in a freaky deaky way, you know, just I could see her with me, uh, with my eyes open, brushing my teeth, you know, um, not that I could touch her or anything. I just sensed that she was there and I could have, I had an image of her there and she was like, you know, you need to let this thing go with my son, which is my dad. And, um, she's like, you're not allowing yourself to be angry. You need to allow yourself to be angry. She's like, I want to take that from you, you're carrying it in your solar plexus, in my upper abdomen area. She's like, you've been carrying it. And in order for you to get what you've been praying for, you've got to let that anger go. So give it to me. And I promise you, <laughs> this is what my mind landed on. And I sensed her there. And she asked me to lay down and to allow myself to get angry with her son. You know, she just, she said, she's like, he wasn't raised that way. And I'm disappointed that he, you know, stopped treating you like a princess. And I love my dad. Um, if my dad's listening to this, I so like hesitate to say anything negative about my dad. That's just the pure love of a daughter who looks up to her father, honors her father, loves her father and calls herself a daddy's girl and always felt like her father's princess. I always felt like the apple of my dad's eye you know, from our daddy-daughter dates to everything. So it's challenging for me to be critical of my father, even though I can see his flaws, you know, because he's human, just like I'm human, just like we're all human. But it's challenging for me to be critical because my love outshines any area of critique for my parents, <laughs> um, which I hope is understandable. And so I often suppress 
um, and do not allow myself to feel angry towards my father in particular because I've always understood, you know, I've understood why. And the negative thing about this, even though that's a beautiful thing to have understanding and grace and understand that, okay, well, my parent is like this because of this and I have grace and I forgive them and I live my life free of it. But I wasn't free of it. So my grandmother made very clear to me and I've been aware of this for a while, but I've been struggling with the, uh, I've been in a, I've been doing a therapy session and the man shared with me in therapy a, a significant part of your healing is actually standing up for yourself. And uh, we do some meditations where I visualize talking to whoever it is. And a part of the healing process, once you identify the, the issue and the memory, is standing up for yourself. And standing up for yourself often involves one of the, I think he said five or six emotions. And one of those emotions is can that can come up is anger. And anger and rage is something that I suppress um, massively, okay? (laughs) I don't like people getting angry at me, and I work overtime to be understanding and compassionate and graceful with others, and I don't allow myself really to get angry with others. Uh, Frustrated, yes, but angry, no. Um, There's a part of me sometimes that feels like if I allow myself to get angry, I don't know what person's going to come out because I have a very... um, there is a reputation of Capricorns <laughs> to be ride or dies, okay? And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and I think we have that capability of being ride or dies because uh, we're literally, my understanding is that this is how I've understood myself. So that's why I'm sharing with you. We're literally the opposite of cancers and cancers who allow themselves to feel the full range of emotion unapologetically. Capricorn is the more buttoned up version but we still feel everything so the same way people feel like cancer men are crazy or whatever hey Capricorns have it (laughs) we just camouflage it in a different way and maybe for some people that's more dangerous because you don't see what's underneath the surface but the rage and the anger and the frustration is definitely there as well as the love and the compassion the grace is definitely there so I say all that to say, just know there's a side, okay? She just doesn't come out very much, ever, hardly. So going back to this with um, my dad, and I'm going to wrap it up here so we can get to this third breath and really get into the crux of this episode. Um, I'm just sharing to be transparent, okay? Because I could totally make the choice to not share, Um but there's freedom sometimes in exposing your wounds, and it helps other people free themselves. And so that's why we're being brave today. (laughs) So um, she told me that I need to let go of this anger that I've been holding towards him and that she would help me heal and that he wasn't raised that way. And I don't know why hearing from that perspective gave me the courage. I I guess I did need her hand to hold me through that experience because during my therapy, I've been struggling with standing up for myself. And the solar plexus represents your creativity. It represents your joy, your playfulness, your youthfulness. And I think I was stuck for whatever reason, uh, stifling. What the image that came to me was like, you have so much creativity. You have so much to give, but you, you keep trying to turn off the faucet. Like you keep trying to turn it off. And there's so much that is meant to flow through you. You're not supposed to be turning it off. 
And uh, my grandmother, I guess, came to help me un open it up again, open the channel. But I needed to feel the anger and the rage. And this is so good because this is actually what I wanted to talk with you about uh, for the podcast. So thank you, Jesus, that it's all in alignment. I needed to open that pipe. And so I stopped brushing my teeth and I laid down. I feel like there was something I needed to come back to and God will remind me. But I stopped brushing my teeth. I laid down on the ground and she asked me to breathe three times as I'm asking you. And she asked me to let out a scream, like a yell, a frustrated, angry, like roar. And the first one was quiet. <laughs> the second one was louder. She kept and she kept telling me to do it louder. And she didn't tell me in advance it was going to be three breaths. Okay, so I just I did it. And I was like, okay, I, I'll get through the first one. She was like, not loud enough. Breathe again. Do it again. <laughs> I got through the second one. Not loud enough. And she was like, we don't have all day. Do you want Do you want me to take this from you or do you want to hold it? And so by the time I got to the third breath. I really let out a loud scream, a loud, angry, like, you know, like, and um, I'm literally in a building where there's neighbors, people could hear me, I'm sure the windows were open, you know, so I had to mentally get over all that stuff of being heard, being seen, being exposed, somebody potentially, you know, knocking on the door or whatever was my fear, but I just listened to her words because I don't want to carry it anymore. I don't. It has manifested in my past love relationships of me overly being overly understanding for people with who have shown me bad behavior. And though they may not be a bad person, but I have definitely experienced bad behavior in friendships and love relationships, things that people just should not have done that I was frustrated about. But I've extended a massive level of grace and understanding and I've maintained those some of those friendships, many of those friendships, and many of those relationships, um, romantic relationships. And those people have given me a level of wonderful loyalty. But there's some things that they've done that I'm like, you know, that's just not cool. <laughs> and I've been very easygoing and friendly, but I've never, ever really popped off on anybody or, you know, put somebody in their place or no. And I realized um, that that started with my father and not allowing myself to um, really be critical, frustrated. Well, yes, frustrated. I've been frustrated with him, but I've never really allowed myself to be critical or verbally say, you know, this doesn't work for me. Why did you do that? That hurt me. Or, you know, I don't agree. Or uh, even those are like very kind <laughs> or angry. Like my grandmother said, yell at him, scream at him. You're frustrated. You're angry. Why did you do this? This was wrong. This hurt me. This was not fair. I was on the receiving end of this. Stop. You know, no. Um, and so I've been working through that. That was my recent blockage just yesterday that I was able to scream and yell through and breathe through. So now that we get ready to enter into our third breath, I hope that you've identified something. I know that's a lot of deep work that I'm talking about there, but God is able to allow you to mentally identify it and move through it. Let today be the first day of you chipping at that. Or for those of you who, who have already been taking the acetone and removing it <laughs> off of your toes and fingernails, um, let this be another layer for you to get free. My grandmother came yesterday and helped me get free, completely free. And uh, I can already see how it's shifted me in so many wonderful ways. <laughs> so as we get ready for this third breath, 
bring it to the forefront of your mind. If you have to yell, if you have to cry, you know, just move it. It needs to be moved. It is an energy sucker. It is an energy blocker. And before we can really get into pampering ourselves or filling up our tanks, we have to empty what's already overflowing and filling up and clogging up your pipes. And this is clogging your pipes. Oh, I don't want to get emotional, but it's clogging your pipes, sis. It's critical that you move it. Some of you have manifested problems in your P-U-S-S-Y and your vagina and your organs and your reproductive system. Some of you, it's other areas of your body because there's blockages, there's energy centers you need to free up. So before I keep preaching, let's go ahead and get this third breath. Here we go. Scanning from your toes, breathing in, in one, two, three. Up, up, bring that breath up, bring that breath up, 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 past it. If you have to cry past it, move it past that memory, past that emotion. If you have to scream, scream, past that memory, past that emotion, bring that breath up, 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 hold it, and release. Release, release, release. Shake your shoulders, shake your fingers, wiggle your toes. If you got to run around, jump up and down. Some of you are in tears. I can see you in my third eye, in my mind's eye. I'm shaking. <laughs> Thank you for doing that with me and breathing through that before we get into this episode. Whew. Powerful work there, powerful work there. A lot of people believe that breath is God, breath is spirit. And to move breath through your body is to literally move the Holy Spirit, move God through your body. And there's nothing that can stand up to God. No thing, no memory, no demonic hold, no negative energy. Nothing can stand in the presence. It, it, it's beneath God. God is bigger than all of it. And so when you move that breath through your body and you expand that belly, and you allow God to override the memory. You, you've done something very powerful in the spirit realm. And so just take, if you have to pause this audio before coming back and just and, and move through that and do that, then go ahead and do that. You're welcome to do that. I'm going to continue on now. For those of you who are new, wow, what an episode for you to jump in on. <laughs> But Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in transition, women who are in transition out of their womanhood into their queendom. What does that mean? Women who are in their womanhood are in a season of singleness. Their dis decisions, their um, where they are in life really reflect themselves. They're focused on themselves. Um, their decisions don't impact really other people. They can eat, break the plate, as my mom likes to say. It's really a me season thing. And lessons from your womanhood are important to have in your queendom, to remember in your queendom and practice in your queendom. But your queendom is really a woman who's on her throne. That could be in her business, her personal business. That could be at a job, in her career. That can be in her family. Or that can be in some other leadership capacity of her life. A woman who, when she makes decisions, when she walks into the room, she's noticed because she's in an elevated position where her decisions actually impact and affect people's lives. And so this podcast is really for women who are in their queendom 
women, women who are transitioning out of their womanhood into their queendom or women who are currently sitting in their queendom. This is our safe space for us to come and do the work together, for us to come and breathe together, for us to come and talk about etiquette and, and perfume and dress and makeup and for us to come together and also talk about the deep spiritual work that it takes to maintain being in our queendom. And lately, I've been really focusing on pampering and not just pampering and grooming your hair and doing your nails and doing your face or, you know, cleaning your clothes, pressing your clothes, not just that type of surface level pampering, but real soul enriching pampering, doing practices that help you fill up your soul. And as I was uh, sleeping or getting ready to wake up today, I saw the face of a person that I know and she asked me a question. She asked me, hey, Sunday, how does one pamper yourself? Like, how does one surrender? That was the question. How does one surrender? And I didn't really understand why I was being asked a question. Like they asked me, how did I surrender? But what came to me after I woke up was that the surrendering piece is really important before we get into the pampering principles and the pleasures of pampering to refuel your tank because you have to surrender. There's stuff in your gas tank. Like if, if your gas tank has gunk in it, um, I've experienced this actually. When you go to pump your gas, the gas might gurgle and regurgitate, you know, back at you and spill out on the uh, floor or wherever you're trying to uh, pump gas in your car at the gas station. Where else would you be pumping it, I guess? <laughs> but it's the same. Another analogy is, you know, if you're full and you go eat something else, you might throw it up because there's stuff already down the pipes. And so, the question was being asked because you're, you are likely a woman who's working. You think that you're feminine. You think that you are um, a woman who pampers herself because you get your hair done, you do your makeup. You may even feel like, you know, I'm different than other women out there. I'm natural. I really focus on natural beauty and whatever those other things are that you tell yourself. Cool, 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 cool. But are you an alluring, pampered woman whose spirit is quenched, who um, fills up her own tank in ways that refuel her spirit, that gives her energy to go ahead and have energy for her job and are you experiencing juicy, lucrative wetness in your love life where you are the receiver, where you're not pursuing love or pursuing or frustrated in your interactions with your friends or frustrated in, in your interactions with men? Um, do you feel overworked? Does your life reflect a life of true happiness and true joy and true abundance where you can literally say I wake up every day and I absolutely love the life that I've created for myself or are you still craving to be fulfilled in certain areas oftentimes there's work to be done in those areas for true self-fulfillment for true self-joy for giggles I love the name of the last episode giggles and play you should be a woman who laughs easy who doesn't feel like she's ripping and running from place to place who can't remember the last time she sat down and gathered herself in one space and place. You should be a woman who's grounded, who's moving through life, flowing, you know, like um, summertime dresses <laughs> that men love. Men love summertime when women come out in their maxi dresses and their summer dresses because you are exuding the feminine. 
But beyond just putting on the clothes, what men are really attracted to is the softness, is the femininity, is the relaxed nature, is the openness that your pipes are open. (laughs) You can actually receive them. And some of us have done a really good job of looking like we can receive them, but we're actually full. And so we can't receive the thing. We literally are full and we cannot receive the thing that we are attempting to call in. And so before we dive deeper into, you know, the juicy, pleasurable pampering, we have to clear out. And that's why I'm so grateful I was led to do that breathing exercise earlier, because that's the level of clearing out that you need to do in order for you to receive more. And it's funny because... um, When I did that exercise yesterday, I literally today, I woke up to a text message with someone just thanking me for me being in their life and sharing their love for me. And um, they sent me money. Hello. And it was a completely unexpected person. I would have never expected that from them. You know, I think that that was my sign of like, yeah, your pipes are open to receive in a deeper way. You didn't even realize how spiritually you had energetically blocked yourself from receiving stuff because you just had been carrying this around. And so that's really what I want to share and to answer the woman that gave me that question. I learned to surrender because I had to. (laughs) Life came at me in a way that literally showed me pursuing my career above all else denying my desire for love, denying my desire for friendship, denying my desire for family and for closeness, Um, you know, pursuing my career at all costs and being busy about becoming whatever it was that I held in my mind. For me, it was a sports reporter. Nobody was going to stand in the way of me in, in becoming a sports reporter. Nobody. It's funny because I've met men since then that have told me that, like, nobody's going to stand in the way of me and getting this money. Okay, bruh, well, you're going to continue to be sad and lonely and come home and be frustrated with yourself and angry because the human, the human, the way we're built as humans, we're not built to do this thing by ourselves in isolation without community. We're just not built to do it that way. But for whatever reason, we live in a society You could say capitalism, you could say whatever you want, but the point is we live in a society where family and home uh, is massively undervalued and underinvested in. And I think that's partially why God allowed COVID to happen because what did COVID do? It sent people home. It gave people a different appreciation for home, cooking at home, staying at home. There's marriages that didn't make it. There's marriages that grew stronger. There are people who birthed children during COVID because they were actually able to have sex with one another. <laughs> there are people that were looking at each other every day like, actually, I don't like you. We've just been busy. And, and you know, I didn't realize I don't actually really like you. We don't have anything in common. And then there's people that actually were able to work on things and heal and grow deeper with one another and have juicier love and juicier passions. For me, I was in my womanhood in COVID during the pandemic. And... um. During that time, I was breaking up with a man I thought I would, you know, live the rest of my life with. And I was doing work in the job and I had all the quote unquote things I thought I wanted. And when the pandemic hit and I was forced to go home and sit in it, I realized so much about myself. I realized that I did not want to pursue my career at all costs. It costs too much to pursue it at all costs. 
I wanted love and family and friendship. And I lost the, at the time, the most important guy in my life. Um, you know, I guess just lost is like your something you were looking for that you didn't intend to lose. I don't know if lost is the right word, but we um, ended is better, I guess. And that taught me so much about myself and about my true desires. And I feel like lost and found. That's what I'm really trying to get at. Sometimes when you say you lost something or you're trying to lose something, it's like, do you really want to find it? I, I don't know if I want to find it, but I do know that we ended and it taught me a lot because I got to sit and really reflect for months. Um, I had a friendship that I really, really spent so much time and energy investing in. And that ended. And that hurt. Um, I didn't realize how much space that person took up in my life. I mean, I knew they took up a lot, but I didn't realize how much um, they really meant to me. And so that hurt. And I remember going through a season of like really calling on my dad, my earthly dad, because I felt like I just didn't feel protected for whatever reason. And I, I felt so confused. And fatherhood helps you identify your personal identity. And that's a whole nother lesson for another time. But um, my father helps me get grounded again in my identity of who I am. And so not to go off on a tangent on that, but I had a very powerful, I had multiple powerful healing and powerful conversations with my dad during the pandemic that completely changed my life. And after the pandemic, I was able to come out of it receiving love and companionship and friendship in a different powerful way. And I learned that pursuing my career, pursuing the dollar, pursuing whatever I had in mind as the end all be all and that everything else would fall into place. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I had to get real with myself. And that's one of the motivations for actually starting Miss Charm School podcast. Miss Charm School podcast, I guess you could say, was birthed out of my surrender. I got to a point where I gave God everything. And this is me answering that woman's question. I gave God everything. I said, God, I don't know how to do this. I want to have a family and this and that, you know, and kids and this and my career. And I want all these things. I don't really know how to get all of them. I want it all, but I don't know how to get it all. And, you know, I don't want what the next woman may want. I just want what's for me, what I'm dreaming of, my vision for myself and my life. And, and why is it taking me so long to like, figure this thing out. And I just got to a place where I threw myself my hands up and I said, you know what? I give you everything, 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 everything. And for me, the biggest thing to give God was my career. My relationships, I knew how to take to the altar. My friendships, I knew how to take to the altar. I knew how to pray. I knew how to pull scriptures, but my career, money, pursuit, uh, my education, all those things, like I would pray about what I wanted to do, but did I really surrender them? Uh, you know, I pray and ask God, like, is it cool for me to do this? Like, what do you think about this? And I would always feel like I had the green light, go do it, do it, do it. And I did. I mean, I've written, I've wrote a book in 2015 and self-published it. I, I birthed that. I started a business, Eli Media Group. I birthed that. I've had podcasts in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've done every job you can possibly think of. I feel like in media and in sports, I've literally lived all over the United States and parts of the world. I mean, I've been fearless to go, 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 go. And surrender, true surrender and true rest. I thought I was doing it, but I wasn't. 
And so I um, ended up manifesting in 2021, a year after I ended up manifesting an offer to be a sports anchor at a television station and an offer at a a job at a church to work in marketing to show God that I really surrendered it all. I chose the church job and people thought I was crazy. You know, my fat, my internal close, close family members applauded me, but other people thought I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, there were times where there was about two good weeks where I was like, what, what, what? (laughs) But I promised God that I was going to surrender. And so when the opportunity came for me to show him, can I really surrender my will for his? I felt that I did that. And I just kept telling myself, I don't know how I'm going to come back to journalism and reporting and news and broadcast television, but I trust you, God, with my whole life, and I trust you even with my career. I felt that God stripped me of everything, everything, literally. And when the opportunity came for me to empower myself again, I chose to do the thing that my background did not affirm that I should do. And I went to go work for a church in marketing. (laughs) And that was a joyous experience and um, opened me up to so much and slowed me down and gave me weekends and holidays. And I was able to take trips and invest in friends and, and people in my life. And that was awesome. Um, awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. And also since 2020, I've had more dates and boyfriends and guys in my life and friends in my life. And I've had people return back to my life that I haven't talked to in forever. Childhood friends from preschool and all kind of stuff. Like, so my life has just become so enriched when I decided to really surrender everything. And I'm still learning um, areas of surrender and areas of unplugging my pipes, if you will, and and learning how to turn back on the faucet from areas I tried to turn off. And that's what I really want to share with you, ladies, today in your queendom. It's critical for you to move into a place and a space where, where you are free where your energy centers are alive and well, where you are rooted, where you are pleasured and you are experiencing pleasure in your sacral. And then in your solar, you have your fun and your youthfulness and you have your creativity. And then in your heart, which should be open and exposed to loving, giving love and receiving love, and not, not because someone deserves it or not, but just because you are a being of love and light. And in your throat, you should be able to express yourself. You should also know when to be quiet, when you don't need to snap back at someone or clap back at someone. Some of you are too free with your feelings and you need to learn how to activate being more reserved and extending grace and understanding to other people instead of always jumping to conclusions before you should, okay? Or passing judgment or opinion on people because that's not serving you either, you need, you need to bring that throat into balance, okay? And then moving past that, some of you need to imagine again. You've lost your ability to dream. You've lost your ability to see the potential or opportunities or or um, open yourself up to imagining something different beyond your reality. 
Some of you need to work on your imagination, your image nation, your ability to be creative and see something different beyond what's in, in your current reality. And then some of you need to work on the mind, the crown, your thoughts. And that's a, always a continual practice, okay? Because thoughts really are things. And negative thoughts, when you dwell on them, then you end up manifesting negative realities. Even when it comes to relationships, sometimes I have friends that will talk about, you know, some negative perspective that they have with a guy. And, you know, men are this, or I just seem to attract all the ones that blank, 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 and it's negative. Well, that's why you're going to continue to manifest it because you're focused in the wrong area. You got to change your language and it's going to feel foreign to you at first, but you have to take every thought captive and then put new thoughts in <laughs> to replace the negative ones. And sometimes that means buying big poster paper and writing it and, and posting it on the walls of your house or posting it on the mirror in your bathroom and putting it on your phone like right now, every day at noon, I get an alert to my phone that says override the static. And what that means for me simply is all of the negative chatter, all of the thoughts that I had currently been meditating on subconsciously, like the things that I don't want to create anymore, I tell myself override the static. Go back to the things that you want to create and visualize it at 1230 every day. Say the words, speak it out loud. It's just a way for me to have an alert come to me every day. That reminds me, I do my spiritual practice in the morning and I do it at night. But in the middle of the day, when you're out and you're busy and you're working and you're consumed with the day, sometimes it's easy to find yourself falling back into that negative um, thought pattern. But that little reminder every day at 1230, override the static, is just that. It reminds me to get in tune. It's like a radio station. When you're out of tune or out of range, there's static on the radio station. But as you turn the car around and drive closer to the radio station, as you drive back in range, that radio station will come in clearly. And so override the static is that for me. 12.30, I stop and I say, okay, get back in tune. And it's my spiritual practice to remind myself to stay in alignment with what we are manifesting and creating. Don't get out of alignment. Even if it looks dismal, even if the lived reality, when you open your eyes, is like so different. One day I'll go into deeper, um, one of the pivotal moments in my life where I experienced supernatural healing by overriding the static. And I could feel a physical sensation in my body that was uncomfortable, but I would just keep saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Even though I feel this pain, it's already done. It's gone. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And that's what I have to do when I override the static with relationships, okay? Override the static with <clears throat> negative outcomes or just whatever that thing is that you want to remove out of your life. You have to literally actively tell yourself, it's healed, it's done, it's complete. I see it. I got the new job. I got the offer. It's complete. I have a supervisor that I love working with that supports me, that champions me. It's the best relationship that I've ever had. Oh my God, I'm experiencing so much love from this man. It is so juicy. He pursues me. He is He is on fire for me. I'm the only woman that he sees. His desire is for me. His thoughts are for me. His wallet is for me. Amen. <laughs> 
you know, <clears throat> he expresses the five love languages to me in his acts of service. I receive gifts from him. Mm, it feels so good to receive his affirmation and his gifts and his time and his physical touch. He craves me. He desires me. He has a healthy obsession with me. His communication to me is excellent and superb. We talk every day. It is uh, healthy and pleasurable. He leans in. He's a man that leans into me and says, come to me Sunday. I will listen to you. I will take what you say seriously. I will respond in healthy and positive ways. Our families get along. Our families have harmony with one another. He's serious about me. We elevate into marriage and to family. We are, we expand one another. His prayers are heard because he honors me always in every way of his life. Okay. I say things like this to get myself back into the flow back into the energy that it's already done it's already done it's already done it it's already it already is it already is it doesn't matter when I open my eyes what I experience because what I'm saying what I'm imagining in my third eye what I'm creating in my solar plexus the clothes that I'm putting on every day the the way that I'm getting myself rooted and grounded in this it's it's created it is I live with my eyes open experiencing the very words that I spoke over my life every single day Yes. So in order for us to get there, we first have to get to um, opening the pipes that are closed and unclogging the areas in our lives that are stuck and stagnant. So do the work, my sister. And for the men listening, that was woo powerful. OK. And if you have daughters that you're helping to raise, um, encourage your wife and your daughter to do the work share this episode with sisters with mothers with aunties with friends the women in your life um, even the men in your life have conversations about it keep the energy flowing and going i love you and i'll talk to you soon ciao